What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the BAM Sports Podcast. This is episode one of a brand new series. I'm your host, Blake Petter. And I'm your host, Max Van Drin. And welcome to episode one of Draft Rewind, the 2000 NBA Draft. The year 2000. The NBA was in a good place. We're seeing the rise of superstars such as Kobe, Duncan, Garnett, and Dirk. The Lakers just won the first of three straight championships. The next wave had arrived. But little did we know that the 2000 draft would be the worst draft we'll ever see in the 21st century. Only three all-star appearances, the fewest since 1985. Only one all-NBA appearance, also the fewest since 1985. Only 15 of the 58 players selected would play at least 10 seasons while 25 players of the 58 selected would last less than five seasons. That's including eight players who never even stepped foot on an NBA court. You guys know where I'm going with this. This is historically and statistically the worst draft the NBA has ever seen. I'm your host, Max Van Druen, and welcome to episode one of our new series, Draft Rewind, the 2000 NBA Draft. And welcome back to another episode. This is a brand new series, actually. We're here to redraft every draft from 2000 all the way to 2020. And we'll maybe talk about the 2021 draft. It depends on how long the series goes. Currently I'm tonight. Here, which is tonight. Yeah. I'm here with my co-host, Blake Petter. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Happy to be here, man. Can't wait to draft a way better team than you, man. Okay. <laughs> and we're here. With a very special guest, the one and only Hunter Paris. What's up, guys? Glad to be on the show. Um, this is a uh, <clears throat> this is an honor to say the least. We've had, <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of a lot of guys on the show that that I thoroughly enjoy, such as Jack Tucker. You know, good good friends of mine, and uh, just happy to be here and uh, happy to. Uh, to draft better teams than both of you guys. All right. A lot of smack talk to start the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's settle down. Let's settle down. Hey, we love some smack talk, don't we? All right, before we sure. get to the actual draft, let's just let's set the landscape. What right. was going on around this time? Lakers just won the first of three championships. I mean, we're seeing Kobe, KD, Duncan. Yeah. Like, all except for KG later on, winning championships. So, since that, let's say 1998, we've had, there's a little talent gap. It's very top-heavy. You have all superstars, but no stars. Yeah. Which is completely different from today's NBA. But, this draft didn't help at all with that problem. How, how many total all-stars were... In this draft? Uh, there was a total of three all-star appearances, the fewest since 1985. Yep. One all-NBA appearance, also the fewest since 1985. And it's just, it was historically just a terrible draft. That's why, get the worst yep. out of the way. Everybody think, wants the bad news first. I think this draft has, the best player in this draft was a solid, was a solid starter. Like, And then it just falls off to a bunch of role players. This was the ultimate role player draft. It was. It has Definitely. a few, it has a quite a bit of just straight role players and players that 
We'd only see the floor a limited amount of times. And so... 20 minute max, guys. Yeah. I'm not playing any more than 20 minutes. No uh, more than 20 minutes. And it's just... It's, well, cra- it's crazy. Well, it it's depends. crazy to look back, on, look back at it and see, wow, these guys were in this draft and stuff. So, I don't know. I'm excited to draft this team. I, I wonder how good... I wonder how good my pick, my picks will be, and so. Let's um, get excited. this going, Hunter. Do you have any, have anything about this draft? How familiar are you with these players? Uh, Looking you know, back, I'm only familiar with like seven. Yeah. When I when I looked at it, it was about uh, in the six or seven range. Um, you know, some very uh, like. I kind of feel like an owl when I'm kind of looking at this draft list because I keep saying who. Yeah, um, I agree. It's just like there's <laughs> just a lot of nobodies. Um, as as Flight Reacts once said, "In the rest are nobodies." Yeah, about five or six guys, and the rest are nobodies. So shout out to FTC. Hey, flight team, stand up! But um, you know, I, this first overall pick that I'm about to take, uh, this guy was was really good in his prime. Uh, he averaged. I, do you guys want me to start? Do you want me to start? Well, you want me to go ahead that being go. said, you're on the clock, so go, go right like ahead. I'm What's the, the Hunter Paris War Room thinking about going this the, the War Room uh, talked it over. It was kind of a unanimous decision. Um, this guy graduated. He is actually, uh, when I looked it up, he's the first American-born uh, college senior to be drafted first overall. Um, as of 2019, that was. That's kind of um, shocking. Which is kind of yeah. shocking. And this guy... Uh, was a really solid NBA player, really solid role player from the University of Cincinnati in Dallas, Texas, Brian Adams High School. Uh, Kenyon Martin is my first overall pick, so that, that's unanimously yeah. the best, the best player. And so in this draft. we're doing, we're doing, a, we're doing a snake draft. So this is your first pick, and yep. so you won't be drafting again until five, five. And okay. so I, we, we forgot six. to say, we yeah. forgot to say the rules. Yeah, we'll, so they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But it's a serpentine draft, so mm-hmm. it's gonna go. Hunter, Max, me, me, Max, Hunter. If yeah. y'all if y'all don't know what a serpentine draft is, so kind of like a snake. So, yeah. both, with so that being said, Max, go on the clock. I want I want I want to add more stuff to Kenyon. I mean, Kenyon Martin rookie year, he was playing with Stefan Marbury, the Chinese legend, <laughs> and I think once that second year came, Jason Kidd came, that like that made the pick worth it. Because you would see, back then, you see the highlights, Jason Kidd throwing lobs to Kenyon Martin. Yeah. You see in him, and then once Richard Jefferson came that next year, that whole team kind of fell together. Right. And a freak athlete. Yeah. Um, Kenyon Martin, very, very solid player. Throughout his career, averaging 12, 2, and 7. Mm-hmm. And so, shooting 48, 48 from the field, which is, I mean, very, very solid. Very solid player. I think definitely... Definitely the best player in this draft, For I sure. think, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, ESPN said at the time, this is this was the guy the Nets just had to take, and they talk about his athletic ability. Either way, this was a no-brainer pick. Yep, Martin's a future star. I mean, he was. I mean, he wasn't a star, but stars a stretch. But he was able to be like a he was a second star. option on a championship team. Yeah, and he was one of the three All Stars in this team. draft. He's one of the three all stars in this draft, which, I mean, impressive. Very impressive for this draft. But I mean, uh, you're in an elite company when you're <laughs> in there. Facts. But yeah, I'm just like that's a guy that I would like a play. That's a playoff yeah. guy. 
That is, is like that's a better version of PJ Tucker. He's one of those grit and grind. <laughs> he's one of those grit and grind players. He's one of the guys that I was just like, I want you playing yep. in the fourth quarter of game six with five minutes left. So like you are out there. He's like a Chris Middleton type beat player. Uh, Chris Middleton's better than he ever was, but um, yeah. kind of sorta. He's like a Walmart. Uh, Chris, Chris Middleton. Yeah, definitely one of those great and great and grind guys that can play some defense, but then again, he can he can he can get you a bucket. I feel like if he was playing in TA's NBA, he'd be really good. Uh, Rim running small ball five. Yeah, can't really stretch the floor shooting twenty three from the three three point line, but different times, different times. But in a little and just I'm just saying, I feel like he could he could last as a small possibly, ball five, possibly. Maybe nail that corner three. Yeah, that's all, that's PJ Tucker type beat. That's PJ Tucker right there. All right. You're now on the clock. The Van Drunen War Room is thinking. Oh, we're calling, we're calling them War Rooms now. Oh, yeah. This is. Oh, okay. The Vancouver Grizzlies here had the pick. Their team sucked. Let's just, we're just going to be honest. They originally took who? Strohmile Swift. Okay. Out of LSU. <laughs> out of LSU. Um. <laughs> So we, we need a guy to just make buckets, and no one's yeah. better. I'll take the five-year peak of the 43rd overall pick, Michael Red. Yeah, he was he was probably the most he, – he was the bucket getter of the draft. For sure. He was definitely the bucket getter of yeah. the draft. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's the best player, but he was definitely the bucket getter, averaging almost 20. Yeah, he's definitely not the first pick because I would be concerned about his knees. Yeah. He tore his ACL multiple times in his career. Uh, you're talking about Chris Milton, literally Chris Milton 1.0. Yeah. Number 22 just was able to get buckets, expand the floor. Also played on the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He just, so. I mean, it's just one of those guys that I would like to spread the floor. I mean, he he had 16 playoff games in his career. Yeah. That's Great. on some trash Bucks teams. Thanks. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put that against them, but I just think Kenyon Martin was the number one player on the board. So we're just going with the best available, the only all-NBA player. And yeah. people talk about uh, the 2008 Beijing team of the, the U.S. Um, that, that won the gold medal, and they kind of compared them to uh, the 1992 team. Or maybe that was the 2012 team. I can't remember. But Michael, yeah. My, yeah. Michael Red was on the 2008 uh, Beijing team with uh, LeBron and and Chris Paul yeah. and all those guys. So if he's if he, you're, you're if you're that good, I mean he's um, he's definitely one of those he's definitely one of those solid players. Like there's a couple solid solid players in this draft, but guys that I like to have on my team. Exactly, but not your number one go to. No, 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 not at all. But, but Blake, that's up y'all, to you. Y'all want to know what's going on? What's going on in my war zone? My my war zone? Huh? Yeah. So, okay, so I get back-to-back picks here, three and four. And so with my first with my first pick of this draft, honestly, if, looking back at it, who had this pick? It was L.A. The Clippers had this pick. You know, thinking that they might need some shooting. Just a terrible know. place to be at the time. Very, <laughs> yeah. Originally, they took Darius Miles, who honestly, not terrible, could have worked if they could have had worked. a better environment. Could have worked if the Clippers weren't the Clippers, right. if, that, if that makes any sense. But I'm looking at it. They, I'm seeing that they need some shooting. You know, uh, I'm going to go with, with my first pick. 
a two-time NBA champ with the Miami Heat. You know, he was all rookie. He actually won this year's Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And so... Say his name. I'm going with Mike Miller. Yes. Mike Miller with the third pick w. in my... With, in this draft, so... By far my favorite player in this draft. No bias yep. whatsoever. He, he, did, he didn't average a whole lot. He didn't average a whole lot. He averaged about 10.6, you know... But I mean, he shot forty percent in his career from the three point line. I mean, forty percent. He, he also had, had some years. He had yeah, his years. So let, let's see from his from his rookie year, from his no, not even rookie year. He had yeah, let's see his rookie year all the way down to about two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He was a double digit scorer. Mm-hmm. He was a double digit scorer playing about how, how many minutes was he playing? I mean, he was playing solid, solid. Yeah. But 2006, 2007. 2006, 2007. 18, was his year. 18 yeah. and a half points. I mean, he shot 40% from three. Yeah. Shooting seven threes a game. Good lord. This, I mean, this, dude, this dude had a strap. This dude had a strap for sure. Definitely. Like and somebody I want on my team, that way I can attack, kick it to, to him for the shot. He's knocking it down. 40% of the time, he's knocking it down. Yeah. Which for a three pointer, that's. That's unreal. That's unbelievable. Looking back at his career, he didn't play as many games with Miami as I thought he did. I know. He played 41, couple, 39, 59. Only a couple seasons. Yeah. Only a couple seasons. Yeah, he was one of those LeBron riddles where they yeah. they, they brought guys in like Mike Bibby and And he's one of the reason he's one of the main reasons on that team that they, they were so good. Yeah. Big because help he, in twenty twelve. Big help because LeBron and D Wade, they were too focused on LeBron and Wade. That they weren't they weren't they weren't worried about Mike Miller for the shot, which why would you like come on, it's Mike Miller. Like he's known for his strap. Yeah, and like in twenty twelve that was against the Thunder. Right? It was a close game in game five. And then Mike Miller just turned it on. Yeah. And then if they had lost that game, that would be in game six mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Probably would have lost that one. Things could have been really different. Could have lost that momentum, one. Momentum momentum is a big, big key. And NBA, so it's a key factor. So, Solid guy that I'd like to have. Like just talking about Mike Miller and just talking about those early 2010 Heat teams, they they literally should have won one ring. Yeah, they they, they got lucked out with the whole Ray Allen thing, rebound Bosh, <laughs> his three pointer, bang, that type thing. They were supposed to win multiple, at least five championships with LeBron going and, and teaming up, creating the first NBA super yeah. team. The fact that they only won two, should have been just one, is... Not one. Not two. Is, not it's three. Only, it's only just four. even even more, like, who the GOAT is, in my opinion. And I, I will always think that's Michael Jordan. Yeah. So I'm not going to comment about that until we'll, we'll, 2003. <laughs> we'll save the GOAT talk. We'll save the GOAT talk for another time. But, which we do need to have an episode on the GOAT talk. Yeah. <laughs> I get too angry. But, okay. So, now, I'm on the clock again with my fourth pick. Now, this this might come to a surprise to some people. I think it's a no-brainer, number four. So, my number four... Who are your two options? Give us two options. My two them. options... Okay, Jamal Crawford and Hito Turkoglu. Okay. Those, those are my two options. And I'm looking back at it now. I mean, I'm looking at it... Uh, it's tough. It's tough. The the war zone in my head right now is is just going back and forth between who do I want, who do I want. 
And looking back, looking back at it, you know, it it it's it's hard. It, it's it, this was probably one of the hardest decisions I've made for draft, for this draft. You know, Jamal, Jamal Crawford. He was he, he averaged about fourteen, three and two. Uh, Hedu averaged eleven, two and four. But we're not just looking at the stats. I'm, I it, it's tough, bro. Like. Honestly, it just depends on who I like better at this point. Who had this pick? Who who did have Chicago. This was Chicago. This was Chicago's pick. Mm. And I'm gonna take the guy who I'm gonna take the guy out of Michigan, three times sixth man of the year. Three times sixth man of the year. Yep. Which I think that that put it over the edge for me. He's like one of those guys that you know, if you need a spark off the bench, if you need if you need some momentum coming off the bench, he's your guy, and he won't he won't let up. I mean, three times six man of the year, it's Jamal Crawford. That's my that's my next pick. Very respectable. And I, I don't know, I like it. I like it. He shot forty one from the field, thirty five from three. He uh, he's got the nat- one of the nastiest crossovers in NBA history. You know, it's just I really I really I, I like it. I like that. I like Jamal Crawford. I had him fifth on my board. Yeah, you had he do, don't don't you? Yeah. Yep. I I, I respect that. Jamal respect that. is like a second and third quarter player. I don't yeah. necessarily want him out there with the game on the line. That's he, another thing because he about will too. take the shot. Yeah. He'll be the fourth best player on the court, and he'll still take the shot. Yeah, he's ve- he's still a very solid player, though. I'm not saying very he's not solid. Bad. I mean. Oh yeah, I know, but. Hedo Turkoglu is a great player too. I'm guessing that's where you're gonna go with your next pick, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hedo. Uh, 2008 Most Improved. He was part of that the 2000 Kings teams with yeah. Bibby, Vladi, and Chris Webber and Peja. Um, and then he went to the Spurs. Spurs somehow. Yeah. He's like the perfect Spurs guy for growth. <laughs> he he didn't do anything. Yeah, hot. then he goes to Orlando, and that's perfect. So let me talk about Jamal Crawford again. Okay. So he had a span in his career from 2007-2008 to 2009-2010, where he averaged, not okay, not even, he, let's see, 2003-2004, he averaged 17, next year he averaged 17, next year he averaged 14, and then 17 again, 20, 19, 19, 19, 18. That span. What were his Clipper averages? His Clipper averages were. Okay, right here at twenty. Okay, he his Clipper averages were sixteen and a half, about eighteen, about sixteen, fourteen, twelve, and ten. I think that the Clippers was a better fit for him because if you yeah. look, if you actually look at those teams that he was dropping eighteen a night. They won probably forty games at the most yeah. every year. Yeah, that that would be New York, trash, and Golden State. Golden State, nah, it depends. And then Atlanta, Golden State in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where they weren't really that team yet, right? And then two thousand nine, two thousand ten, it was Atlanta, and so. But all those other years, it was New York. He his his New York his New York career he averaged seventeen, fourteen, seventeen, twenty. Yeah, those are just. Yeah. I feel like those are just empty stats. Yeah, kind of like what we saw about Zach Levine. 
Yeah, very mm-hmm. respectable of that. Just em- empty stats, but you're not winning games. Mm-hmm. Unlike Hidu, Hidu was a absolute baller. Yeah. I mean, he was very a solid point forward. I mean, he his assist numbers probably don't back it up as much as they should. One of those guys that you could trust late in the game. I mean, he only had, what, three assists for his career, but I just feel like he was a better passer. He was a perfect fit for Dwight Howard. Um, 209 playoff games. So he's got that experience. I just, like, those Orlando teams were just, honestly, so good. His best year. made it to the finals. So it was like, Sorry about that, guys. You're all good. You know, I'm, a, I'm a busy man. My phone's always <laughs> blown up. <so laughs> but that's just that's just a guy that I'd want. His I'm, his I'm best year, his best year coming in 2000 2008, where he played 80 so a, a total of 82 games. Yeah. He averaged about 20. I'll take that. Averaged about 20. I'll take in I'll 82 take that games. Guy. Very solid. Very solid pick. But in that 2008-2009, the year that they made it to the finals, it was a 17-5-5. Yeah. And, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't that great of a shooter. I mean, 38% is above, slightly above average. Yeah. But I'm interested to see where Hunter's going to go. This is a pretty we kinda, decent. We kind of took, this is the drop-off. This is a pretty decent drop-off. Yeah. Ah! There's some. There's one, maybe two. We've, got, we've fallen off the cliff, and yeah. now we're ha- now, now we got caught on a tree branch. Now we're just on the role players. And so, well, if you want to count falling off the cliff as going from a guy like Hedo Turkoglu to a guy that won an NBA three point contest in 2005, <laughs> then maybe that is a cliff. Um, I'm taking Quentin Richardson here. Yeah. Uh, I got drafted to the Clippers. Um, Played for the Suns, Knicks, Heat, Magic, and then the Knicks again. And uh, he had a stint as the player or director of player development for the Pistons for a little bit yeah. after his career. Um, Quentin Richardson, he was a solid NBA player. Um, most notably played for the New York Knicks for six combined seasons. Um, really solid player. Uh, he averaged 10.3 points, 4.7 rebounds a game, and 1.5 assists per game. So... Uh, 8,000, uh, 8,032 career points for Quentin Richardson. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's just a solid, just a solid basketball player. So. Very, very solid role player. For Mainly sure. known for that Phoenix team with Nash and Amari. I mean, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was probably like the perfect team for him in the Dan Tony system. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he, he was on some solid, like he was on the 2013 Knicks team that wasn't that bad. Uh, the, the, the Carmelo Anthony when he wore the green headband. Uh, that's prime Melo, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite version of Melo. Yeah. That's the Melo. Uh, that's that's like the version Knicks I know. I, I, I remember most of yeah. Melo. And uh, in my opinion, Carmelo Anthony is one of the most overrated NBA players. But hey, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about. We don't that have to right talk now. about Melo. We're talking about Quentin Richardson. Yes, sir. Um, he's my second player, and then I, I, I think I have one. I think mm-hmm. I have. You have the next one too. The next pick. Yeah. Um, this guy. 2011 NBA champion with my Dallas yeah. Mavericks. Um, I know, I know who you going with. Got off a, got off a, the plane from Miami after they won Game Six in Miami, um, and he had a blue shirt with white text on it that says, "Hey LeBron, how's my Dirk taste?" 
Um, the one and only uh, three-point goggles himself, Deshaun Stevenson. Just just an overall legend. He has an Abraham Lincoln tattoo on his neck. Very um, solid. Which just shows you what type of person he is. He's just an absolute legend. Um, loves the city of Dallas. Comes back. Um, I've seen him. I've seen. I've actually seen him once at a game. Uh, just a very nice guy and uh, an absolute legend. Very, uh, very solid. Kid. And the DF Dub. Yeah, he, he is. If if you win a championship in Dallas, man, you're you're a Dallas legend. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, he uh, he's played in the Big Three after his uh, his NBA days are over. Oh, yeah. and I don't know if he's still on a team there, but I remember when the Big Three first started up. He was on the. I have no idea. It was, team. Teams, it was a green team. It was a green team. Who knows? Something, I don't know. It was a green uh, team. I, I'm not a huge Big yeah. Three fan, personally. I, I, I like watching the Big Three every now and then. It's, it's, it's a fun thing to watch them retired players. Yeah, but he, uh, Deshaun Stevenson, he went uh, to college. No, he didn't even go to college. Um, came straight out of high school from Washington Union in Eastern California. Um, yeah. He was a McDonald's All-American in 2000, averaged 7.2 points per game, 2.2 rebounds per game, and 1.6 assists per game. Uh, solid NBA career. Could shoot three ball really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he proves himself to be a solid role player in the rotation for a championship team. Um, yeah, he was a part of that trade with the Wizards to get Karan Butler and Brendan Haywood yeah. with him. Just for Josh Howard, and so, I mean, I'd take I'd take him. That was a good pick. But next one's me. I, I'm I'm interested to see where you're going with this. If no. we're being honest, I'm interested. What's going on in that war zone mind of yours, Max? The team Van Drennan's thinking about this, and he's, we're just trying to think about we want to, we're in a win now mentality. Okay. We want we want players that could produce. So We're gonna take an NBA champion. I was I was about to I was about to ask. Yeah. It's gonna be an NBA champion, huh? From two thousand eight, okay. With that Boston Celtics, a guy that has played for nine NBA teams, a guy that you know most people I guarantee have not heard of. Um, he was a good player in the Pac twelve with Arizona State. I'm gonna take a uh, Eddie House. Originally the thirty seventh overall pick. Yeah, I like this guy. Drafted by the Miami Heat. Oh, was he really? He was, drafted, he was drafted by the Miami Heat. So, this guy, I feel like if I give him a solid 15 minutes, he's going to be able to maybe give me like 7 points. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'll take that. Averaged about 8, yeah. Trust him to not make mistakes in a playoff game. I feel like he would compliment, he would give Michael Red a nice break. Yeah, for sure. And he's not really a ball handler, so Hito play with Hito. No, I'm just trying to think about my player development here. I'm going to take him. I feel comfortable with it. 66 playoff games. NBA champ. Eddie House is my guy. Welcome, I like it. Welcome to the team. I like it. I like it. Very decent pick. Very, very... I mean, it's hard to get a good pick here with these remaining players. Oh, I'm picking glue guys from here on out. <laughs> I'm just the straight up glue guys that fit your team, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, so now, I mean... the. We might be starting to go a little quicker now because there's really not much to talk we about. We are now in, in the deep end. We are now in the deep end, and I am stuck. And when I say stuck, I mean, who do I pick? Right? I'm just – I'm looking at – right now I'm just looking at stats and, like, the careers and how long each person has played. Yeah. 
Players yeah. on my board, I have Desmond Mason, Jamal McGlure, Darius Miles, Mo P, yep. Joel Prosbilla, and Speedy Claxton. Yeah, <laughs> Speedy Claxton. What a, what a guy. What a name. What a name. But I like that name. With my pick, what pick is this? This would be the... I think this is eight. Eighth pick? Yeah, this is eight. Or nine. No, it's a seven. Who knows? This is the seventh pick. Or, I... Honestly, don't know. This could be... No, this is the ninth pick. Ninth pick. Ninth pick. Okay. So, with the ninth pick, my third pick... I'm, I'm just going to go with the, with the name that sounds really familiar, which is Desmond Mason. He's, he's a solid he's a solid player. I mean, he was he was number number on my board. He was like number six, seven on my board. And eight, yeah. through his, throughout his career, he averaged 12 and four and a half. And, I mean, very, very solid role player. Originally drafted by the... Who was he drafted by? I think Seattle. I think so. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, yep, Seattle with the 17th pick out of Oklahoma State. And so, out in Stillwater, Texas. That was er, a time when Oklahoma, the Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, solid. I mean, he had, he had a stretch where he averaged 14 throughout four years. Give me your had, top Desmond Mason moment. Exactly. I couldn't. Dunk contest champ. Oh, I can't say that. He was a dunk contest champ. Respect. I'd say his best year coming out of his his last year in Milwaukee. His last year in Milwaukee, uh, 2004, 2005, you know, he averaged 17.2. But was that Milwaukee team all that good? Uh, No, because they had just, he was in the trade for Ray Allen. Exactly. And so that's why he he was like one of their he was a top two guy he was a top two guy going in that year and he ended up averaging 17, 17 and two which is very 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 respectable very respectable but so that's my that's my ninth pick now with my tenth pick with my tenth pick who do I go with what's your team looking for what type of player so I got I got a playmaker in Jamal Crawford I got a shooter in Mike Miller. And I got Desmond Mason, okay. who can occasionally go get a bucket. So the Gerald Wallet, uh, Gerald Green type. Yes, I I'm looking. I mean, honestly, I don't know what my team needs. If we're being 100 percent honest, these guys, I don't know. I don't know a lot about them. So that's just the way I see it. 2000 draft was very uh, spare. Very uh, very spare. And so, but I'm looking at all this, you know. He's, this um, is rough. <laughs> this, the rest of this draft is going to be rough. Um, my team does need a because uh, I can. I was going to say my team needs a point guard, but I mean I got Jamal Crawford who's who who can who can play make a f- facilitate a little bit. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, this guy. He averaged about about eleven. You know, he he's very very solid. I mean he was an all rookie. He, I th- believe he came out of high school. No, Michigan State. I know who you're picking. I know who you're picking. Okay, he came out of Michigan State. He did come out of Michigan State. I'm looking at it now. And it's Mo Peterson. Mo mm. Peterson. And, uh, yeah, he's very solid. I mean, if you average double digits in the NBA, you're you're a solid role player. You're a solid yeah. player, for sure. I'm not taking that. I'm not saying he's not a good player. Because you put any normal person in the NBA, they're not they're not making it past the day. So, I averaged ten point seven, 
uh, and about three and a half rebounds. Shot, he, 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 he could shoot a little bit. He could shoot a little bit. I mean, 41.8 points from the field, you know, or my, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my, mm-hmm. and then from the three point, three point line, he averaged about 37.3%. I feel really so, bad. I guess I feel like I disrespected Mo Pete. In my notes, I wrote literally nothing on him that I found interesting. Word for word. That's, wow. that's disrespectful. I'm just like, eh, just, he's my 11th man on the board. That's disrespectful. And so it's me. Now I've got... Hey, we still got an all-star out there. Yeah. There is still an all-star out there. Will he Will he be picked, though? That's you that's you the question. I got I got my glue guy. I got my I got my leader. Who's already. your glue guy? Eddie House, man. Eddie House is my glue guy. Okay. Now I feel like this is the eleventh. My player pick. development, my coaching staff, and if we just put him in the right situation, Darius Miles could be a lot better. He would not be. An 18-year-old straight out of high school giving millions of dollars to go hang out in L.A. Yeah. Probably not the best scenario. No. Um, one of these, one of those guys, he's long, he's lanky, he's young, he was just really young from St. Louis. He was, a, I mean, at the time of the draft, this is, this is what ESPN said, the wild card of the draft. I mean, the Magic really wanted the guy, but the Clips did the right thing and took him. He has raw and pure athletic ability. Probably doesn't contribute right away. Like Kobe Bryant. Wow. Good God. Like him, he has the size to play above the rim and needs range on his shot. How are you supposed to succeed when you're obviously not as good as Kobe Bryant? Yeah coming out of high school, but you just have athletic ability, and you come out of high school, and you're just like, you're Kobe I mean, Bryant. I could see if he was put in the right system, he could be, we, we could be looking at him as a completely different player. That's why my my franchise is going to put him, we're going to give him financial um, advisors, we're going to make sure he is in the right situation. Going to put a... Uh, a curfew on him so he doesn't yeah. <laughs> party in, up in L.A. Oh, yeah. For, for, enforce what, a curfew. What pick? This is the 11th pick? This, it is. This is, my, this is my last pick. He would have gone if he had been in... Let's see. He would have gone to Boston. He Ooh. would have been playing with Paul Pierce. I mean, that's a better situation for him then. Yeah. And what's there to do in Boston? Nothing. Go to New York. Learn about history. Go to a uh, Red Sox game. Go to a Red Sox game. But yeah, Darius Miles is my guy. He's my project. I like it. I like it. It's my James Wiseman. So I got the last pick. Last pick in this year's draft. Um, This guy. Still have the all-star. There is still an all-star left. The all-star. I thought about it. Not picking him. Ooh. Ooh, We leave an all-star. Sorry, Jamal. This guy is the only player still to be drafted from Mexico. Um, he mm-hmm. went to Oklahoma. He went to OU from 96 to 2000. Um, he was originally drafted 38th overall, but I'm picking him number 12 here. Went to Cornerstone Christian Academy in San Antonio. 
was drafted to my Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> no, he's, he's actually selected by the Rockets, but uh, traded. traded to the Mavericks. Um, Eduardo Nahara, Eddie Nahara, um, also has been on uh, the Fox Sports Southwest, now Bally Sports Southwest, uh, pre- and post-game shows in the past, and um, was also the head coach of the Texas Legends um, for a yep. little bit. I'm a big Texas Legends guy, if you know me. So, um, yeah, Eddie Nahara... Um, I'm not seeing his numbers, his stats, but he was a third-team All-American in 2000. Um, didn't really have any honors in the NBA. Yeah, a five player. and four. That average about a five and four, which I mean, salt. That's not, it's, yeah. that's not bad. He he was six eight, uh, two forty, um, for straight out of Chihuahua, Mexico. Man, you'd yeah. love to see it. Uh, he was a solid. Uh, Small forward type player for the Mavericks for a while. Yeah, I was about seven for the Mavs. I feel like he wanted to shoot. Looking at his stats, like it's nice numbers. He's. I feel like he just wanted to shoot, but it's yeah. just not that t- era. He can yeah. handle the ball um, decently well, um, and you know he's a, he's a Mavericks legend. So I, of course I have to I have to pick Eduardo Nahara with my last overall pick. Did yeah. play with Melo. And AI yeah. in Denver, I mean... I mean, solid. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> not now, terrible. Notable notable players that we left out. We did leave out the all-star. Jamal Maglory, I think is how he's pronounced it. Maglore. Maglore. Jamal Maglore, who was originally drafted... What number? I think it was by... I know who... I think it was by New Orleans. But it's just... Yes. Or no. He was originally drafted by... Charlotte. Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets, and he came out of Kentucky. He averaged about seven. But, I mean, seven his all-star year, what would that have been? His Can I just say that all-star game must have been absolutely it, terrible? It was probably terrible because he only – he was a averaging 13.6 as an all-star. Good Lord. Well, that was – okay, so what? 2003-2004. The 2003 draft rookies – so no LeBron, no Wade, no Melo, no Bosh. Yeah. So that's terrible. a weak. That is like weak all star. Very weak right all star, but I mean he is an all star. But when you, I mean he averaged about seven and six and a half. Like yeah. Five point right. five assists. It's all right. He had a small stint with the Mavs. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, after Dejan Jop was traded to the Nets, so the the McGlure. Came and signed with the Mavs, and yeah. he left for the Heat in uh, 2008. I mean, other ones, you got Joel Prisbilla. You also have another Mavs legend left on the board. Who? The custodian. Brian Cardinal. Brian Cardinal. Absolute legend. Dallas Mavericks uh, NBA champion, actually. 2011. World champion in twenty. World champion. Uh, big, Mav fan, ba- big Mavs fans over here. Exactly. Heck yeah. Couldn't tell. Speedy Claxton, 2003 NBA champ with the Speedy Spurs. Speedy Claxton, winner. Had the action. So I, I'm a big NBA nerd, as you guys all know. I watched, I watched some of the 2003 finals. Yeah. I mean, that'd be so boring. It was. <laughs> Tony Parker was still young, and he played terrible in the finals. And Speedy Claxton actually bailed him out a few yeah. times. I mean, he he did. Speedy Claxton had some injuries in his career. Yeah, hurt his knee, and then had basically career any injury with his hamstring. I mean, he was part of the trade to bring Baron Davis to the Warriors. Yeah, that yeah. big time trade. But 
You know, I mean, he had a third average thirteen in two thousand, I believe, uh, two thousand four, two thousand five. Averaged about thirteen. This the fact that we're talking about Speedy Claxton tells you. Joel Prisbilla and Jamal McGlure. And Brian Cardinal. And Brian Cardinal. Those, just those proves the quality of this draft. Yes. Those were probably the only notable not like undrafted that with us that didn't get drafted. You guys are probably going to be mad. I'm going to let you know a little sneak peek on my big board. Sean Stevenson, unfortunately, was uh, 14th on my board. That's just wow. 11 through 14 was interchangeable. Okay. Just depending on what you needed, the, what I needed, he okay. could have gone higher, but I that was just the order that I typed him out. For Deshaun Stevenson, he out he he was number eleven on my board, and so yeah, see, he, I mean, I, I feel mean, like everybody was in the right spot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, everyone was drafted like accordingly. I have a, I feel like my team has a solid bench already. We just have to get the starters. We, get the starters. we gotta yeah, get starters I think, somewhere. I think I got a great six man. I mean, I got the six man of the year three time. So I mean, I'm chilling with my bench, and so. So you know, I'm ready for 2001. 2001, Hunter, we're gonna have you back again yes, sir, for 2001, and so. We shall see who reigns supreme, Gasol or Parker. Yes, All right, sir. That was episode one of the NBA draft, draft rewind. Thank we'll you all you for listening, man. For 2001, Hunter, we appreciate you. See you on the next one. Yes, sir. Excited about it. All right. All right. See you guys.